You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Jacobs to his right. They send a man in motion. High snap, gets it down, gives it to Jacobs up the middle. Touchdown, Raiders! Josh Jacobs' first touchdown of the season on fourth and goal from the one. And the Raiders cut it to a one-score game with 3.59 to go in the fourth. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Q. Got a lot to get to in this last hour of the show. Coming live to you from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday night for Monday Night Football. Have these amazing screens right here with all the action on them. Of course, you've got the bar area right here. You've got plenty of food options for you as well. Whatever you want to do, just enjoy your Monday Night Football action with us here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Of course, we've been talking about the Raiders' 24-17 loss to the Chargers. that dropped to 1-3 on the season. The Chargers improved to 2-2. Two two. Threw the question out there, what you thought about Aiden O'Connell and his first performance as a quarterback in the NFL, seeing his first regular season action. And what is it going to take for the Raiders to get this thing turned around, right? I mean, they've got a guy who many of us, and I say us because I did believe that he was a guy that was going to get them Going offensively as far as play calling was going to be really good in Josh McDaniels. It hasn't been. I think it would be fair to say, and this is not being overcritical, I think it would be fair to say that it hasn't been up to the par for two seasons, right, or last season and now four games. And I think he'd be the one to tell you that too, that it's got to be better. Not just the play calling but the execution. Uh, There's a lot to be desired about what this Raiders team is doing right now, but, you know, so far it's not so good. And, uh, again, one and three on the season – uh, in 2023 is not how anyone in Raider Nation wanted the season to start or expected the season to start. So we've just been getting your thoughts and uh, your, you know, your feedback on this team and what you've seen so far through four games. Baller P hit us up on Twitter at RNR920AM at RE Produces and at your boy Q254. All I hear is we got two winnable games coming up and two teams who ain't playing well. Well, guess what? We are very beatable team too. We ain't playing well either. Goes two ways. Win a bleeping game. Excuse my French, Q. That's from Baller P on Twitter. And, yeah, that's the thing about it. So far, if you look at the Raiders and what they've done from week two on, they've been the team that every, every team has gotten right against. You know, I, I always talk about having a slump buster. The Raiders have been that slump buster. They've been that 2 a.m. phone call, right? Nobody wants to be that category. Nobody wants to be that 2 a.m. phone call, but that's who they've been, unfortunately, right? And I thought that the defense stepped it up yesterday and honestly played better than the offense but they stepped it up in the second half as opposed to the first half when they had opportunities to get off the field third and long second and long and they just weren't able to get it done right too many missed tackles that was obvious there was a couple of missed sacks uh for one reason or the other you know and then just again dumb penalties shooting themselves in the foot and that's i think that's what drives me the craziest is when they just when there's a mistake made that you that you know you didn't even get forced into doing you just did you know, you just decided that you were going to line up offsides. Like, if you can't see that you're offsides, I keep going back to David Long. I know someone's going to think I hate the guy. I don't. It's not that at all. I just couldn't – I hated that play. I couldn't believe it, and especially because it was a big-time play by Max, and then all of a sudden it just gets wiped away because a guy just simply wasn't onsides. Like, that's – come on. That's football 101. You, you know where the line of scrimmage is. By the way, look for the ball. If you don't know, if the referee's not there to tell you, hey, hey dummy, you're offsides – Look for the ball. Look for the ball and get behind it. I mean, that's the easiest way to figure out where the line of scrimmage is. It's behind the ball. 
Wherever the ball is, it should be the line of scrimmage. You stand behind it. It's that simple. And as a DB, there doesn't have to be a certain amount of DBs on the line of scrimmage. So even if you're a foot off of it, that's okay. You're not going to get a penalty. You know how you do get a penalty? Being a foot over it or two or three or whatever he was. I mean, he walked right up. He might as well shook the hand of the wide receiver. He was so close to him. Doesn't make any sense. Those are the kind of penalties that drive me crazy, just as not even a media dude, just as a fan sitting back watching. Those drive me crazy. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Raider Mac, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q, you don't have to defend yourself to anybody, man. I appreciate everything you do. And, and look, man, we'll defend you. You ain't got to defend yourself. You huh. just kick it's all good. And do your show. No, no, it, it, it's not all good, man, because I don't like you didn't lose the game. Neither did the Raider fans. It's the players and the coaches. They lost the game. So, People need to chill on that, man. That that that's not cool. I don't like that. But that's just that's just me. I'm just giving my opinion. But <laughs> man, we defend you, Coop, because you'd have never said none of that. But you don't. You like me? I didn't agree with Jimmy G. But it is what it is. We, you go. That's our guy. Because he's with the Raiders. That's that's it. Hey, Q. Here's the thing, man. I went to the game yesterday. And, and I think on Monday, it's an overreaction. We did some good things, and we did some bad things. So we should have a section. Sometimes, hey, what we did good and what we did bad. And here's what I thought. We did good yesterday, then we hung in there. Most of the Raider teams before, down by that in the second half, would have gave up. I'm, I'm proud. I walked out that stadium yesterday with my head up because, you know what, We they got zero points yesterday in the second half. Yeah, and we had a rookie quarterback. He made a mistake. I'm not sold on him because he can't he's not mm-hmm. mobile. And in this NFL you gotta be mobile. You you can say whatever people can say whatever they want to say about quarterback, but you gotta be at least a little bit more mobile than him. And you know what? The bad part was Josh McDaniels, you gotta you gotta address Khalil Mack. Even if he, once he got that third sack Man, I would have triple team and double team that dude as much as possible. And Q, my last thing, right? Q, Epps is. I thought Trayvon Merrick was bad. I watched Epps yesterday. Q, he is. He missed <laughs> tackles. He he's just not the same player that I saw in Philly. I was happy when we got him, but I see why Philly let him go. And also, Q, you got to replace guys now. I know it's early in the season, but replace a couple of guys just to change the attitude. Go no huddle. Do something different. You you, yeah. you cannot stay the same. And uh, we appreciate you, Q, man. And I think you need to do a section good and bad. Maybe I missed that or something. I listen all day, but I but do a section good and bad on Monday because everybody overreacts on Monday for some reason. Yeah, you, you didn't hear them say that on when the, I didn't hear nobody calling out calling nobody out on when we beat the Broncos after that first game. Everything was lovey-dovey. As soon as you lose. Everybody, everybody's upset. Relax. It's four games of the season. I know, I know, we have a history, but we're gonna be, we're gonna be all right. And if we're not, Caleb Williams or whoever we need to get as quarterback, that's what we <laughs> got to do. Thanks, Q. I th- thank, thank you, thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And yeah, I mean, I'm with you with the with the mobile quarterback. That's my preference too. It really is, right? And that was my preference after Carr. Again, after Carr. Right, I, I realized what Carr was and what he wasn't, and obviously he lost a lot of mobility after the, the injury in 2016. I, I, I just prefer, and this is just my preference, 
is a guy that is a, it can make some plays happen with his legs. That's that's what I want to see. And I know Aiden O'Connell's not really that guy. Now, in the preseason, we did see him move around a little bit, move the pocket a little bit. But I want to see a guy like, you know, Mahomes. Well, obviously, Mahomes, everyone wants to see Mahomes. But, like, what he was able to do with his legs late last night, right, when, when all of a sudden it's, it's third and long and everyone's covered up and he has nowhere to go, he sees some daylight and he took off and picked up the first down. Like, that's 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 awesome. That's something that I think that – you know, whoever the next quarterback is, whether that's Aiden O'Connor or whoever, that would be a great a great trait for them to have. So we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm with you on that. And yeah, I mean they got to get back to the lab. They got to figure something out. You know, Coach McDaniel's is he's got plenty of questions that he's asking. I know the team's got plenty of questions that they're asking. And you know, we talked to him today, and he was you could tell that you know he's 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 trying to figure it out like everyone else is trying to figure out. And everyone plays a role. Coaches coach, players play. They all play a role in the success or the failures of the team. Uh, thank you for that call. Appreciate you. Got a text from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q&R, good afternoon on this Black Monday. Let me get straight to my point. We didn't run. Uh, we didn't. We run the ball when we were five or three yards away from possibly tying the game late in the fourth quarter. Q, my 10-year-old stepson asked me while listening to the game, why didn't Coach run Jacobs? So much to say, but I'm going to keep my head up even after yesterday's tough defeat. On another note, I had a fantastic visit in Vegas for my cousin's wedding. Sorry for not visiting you at Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday, but I'm hoping to get there next weekend for the Patriots game as I'll be back in Vegas. Thanks as always, Q. My liver is now recovery mode. That's Sir Whiskey Ray. My guy is always... (laughs) <laughs> in party mode. He is always ready to go to the party, always ready to head back to Vegas, and hopefully you had a really good time at the wedding, my man, and definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, I think uh, I think everyone was talking about that non-decision to, to run the ball at the end of the game as opposed to throw it, which eventually got picked off. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that as well. Uh, who knows how it's going to shake out. I just think that the Raiders need to, need to play more consistently throughout the course of the game instead of playing really well at the beginning and then trying to fight back at the end. They've got to find a way to get it done in the second and third quarter as well. Don't don't forget that it's a four-quarter game as opposed to a two-quarter game. It used to be just a tale of two halves, right? That, okay, either they play really well in the first half or they play really well in the second half. Now it's like the first and the fourth quarter they play well, and the second and the third quarter they choose not to. Uh, got a text from the 530. Hey, Q, all losing teams' head coaches are under a microscope. Josh McDaniels is no different, but it's my understanding that Ziegler has a final say on the roster, his words. In my opinion, Ziegler's seat is hotter than McDaniels. Besides Devontae, what free agent or draft pick did Ziegler hit on? I know in part – the Patriot way is to coach up average players, but I haven't seen that either. That's from the 5-3-0, and, you know, that's a good question. I know what Dave Ziegler wants to do. You know, that's the one thing that we do know is what they want to do, which is draft a bunch of good players and build them up and then fill a few holes here and there in free agency. But, you know, Devontae was a good trade. I think it was a fantastic trade. I'm fine with that. I would do it again today if I had to. Um, Dylan Parham, I think, played really well last year as a rookie. I think he's – slightly taking a step back maybe this year. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone would probably disagree with that. Uh, Jacoby Myers has been a good pickup as far as free agency goes. I think Thayer Munford has a role on this team, even though he's a seventh-round pick offensive lineman. Uh, I think he needs to get more into the mix. Jermaine Illuminor clearly is not it, which I think none of us thought he was when he re-signed. I don't think anybody on this show or anybody else other show here said that Jermaine Illuminor is the guy. I know when Lincoln Kennedy joins the shows on Tuesday and Thursday, he always says that Jermaine Illuminor is best as a swing tackle. It's Jermaine who wants to be the starting right tackle, and the Raiders kept him in that position. I think that they really liked their offensive linemen that they had they had signed as undrafted free agents following the draft, and McClendon's now in Seattle, right? They picked him up real quick, fast, in a hurry. So I think that that was a big blow. I think that they looked at him as an offensive lineman of the future, and now he's gone. You know, so there's a couple of guys that they had there that they probably could have picked up and 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 had on their practice squad and 
probably advanced and moved up to the active roster sooner rather than later, but now they're not there because they're uh, in Seattle. So Drake, Drake, um, what was his name? I keep wanting to say Drake London. It wasn't Drake London. Anyway, it was the linebacker at NC State. Uh, he was another guy that, that Seattle picked up off the Raiders, not, not even practice squad. They just waved him. He never even made it to the practice squad. They picked him up. They, they, uh, they got him off of waivers. So uh, I forget his name. Yeah, Drake Thomas. Thank you, Ari, back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got, got your uh, computer game on point. I like that. I really do. Hardcore Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind? Thank you. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? All right. Uh, all right. So I'm just going to be transparent with like my feelings on the coaching staff. My main gripe is just I feel like the, some of the moves they've made have been like a three to five year window type move instead of being more of a, in a win now mode with the uh, Super Bowl in Vegas. So, so that made me extremely frustrated. And then when I felt like things weren't done correctly to get Jacobs uh, locked in. It really frustrated me. But besides that, I do know there is some upside. But when you look at some of the moves that they made, like, you know, I was ready to move on from Derek Carr. But if you look at some of the other contracts that this staff gave from Darren Waller, I uh, hate to bring it up, but Chandler Jones, uh, Hunter Renfro, you know, like, like they should have never gave Hunter Renfro the contract if they're not going to utilize him more, you know. So, when, when, I, when I analyze it from that perspective, it's frustrating to me because, like, I know we have talent on this team to do good. However, like, if you, any team environment, it's very rare if you have as much changeover as the Raiders had that we're going to start off uh, clicking on all cylinders. So, like, I kind of suspected that we might struggle at the beginning of the season. And the Patriots have done that in the past, too, and then finished strong. So, like, I do think the Raiders can finish strong. And then to answer your question – my main, my main thing is just going to be focusing on the offense, all right, to get this thing turned mm-hmm. around. I think we're running too much predictable offense. I think when we're running the single back versus last year we ran a lot of eye formation. I mean, Jacob Johnson was blocking for, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs. And a lot of that was the personnel that we had. It was kind of all we had to work with. But right now we're running a lot of single back and, like, you know, uh, three wide receiver sets and stuff. So then when Jacob Johnson comes in, it's, like, almost given that it's going to be a run play. So we have to, if we're going to run some of these formations, we have to mix it up between the run and the pass with the same formation. Otherwise, you know, the defense the, that we're playing against is going to come out there and they're going to know, oh, it's I formation. It's definitely a run. We need to be passing and be a little more unpredictable. If Because uh, to me, it seems like they changed the scheme a little bit, um, and that's why I think we're struggling with our identity. But the, the positive part, I do think we can finish the season strong. I just think these are the bumps and bruises that happens when you – have this much changeover, and we're just trying to, like, like kind of learn our way, and it's just frustrating through this process right now. Hey, good stuff. Thank you for the call, Hardcore. And, yeah, I mean, look, that's the thing about it. The, the season is so long. It's 18 weeks. 17 games is guaranteed. You, you, get, you earn whatever else you can get after that. But 17 games, they still have 14 left, right, or 13. Excuse me, my math sucks. Obviously, mom didn't raise a mathematician. <laughs> Anyway, 13 games are left. But, yeah, it's just it's, it's the reality of it is they could turn things around. They could all of a sudden, you know, get on a nice little roll and win some games. Like everyone's saying, these next few games are super winnable. But, man, I just it's, – it's so hard to say that because I haven't seen the evidence, right? I haven't seen the evidence. But you're right. The, there's, there's a lot to get clicking, and the offense hasn't clicked, right? I spent all offseason talking about the defense, thinking that the offense was going to be the strength of the team, and it hasn't been. 17 points is not enough. 18 points is not enough. you got to be up there around 20, 25 points. Hell, Gangster Raider used to call in and say he wants 30 points a game. I thought that was a little bit too high, but 17 points is not enough. 
That's for sure. So I'd rather aim a little too high, like 30 points a game. I'd rather be in Gangster Raiders as opposed to 17 points a game is what you're going to need, right? So that's that's uh, that's my point of view. So uh, thank, thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. Let's go back out to the phone lines, talk to Mark in Jersey. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. Um, answer your questions as far as Aiden O'Connell. Um, considering, you know, first start AFC West, divisional game on the road, very tough spot for him. Um, I think McDaniel could have helped him out a little bit more by having some more um, maybe three-step drops, quick releases, um, some bubble screens, um, jet sweeps. Um, you know, rookie, he's, he did – Checked down quite a bit, which was nice, but he also was holding the ball a lot too, which created some of the fumbles and some of the turnovers. He was looking downfield too long, and you know our offensive line um, can't hold the blocks for that long. So I, I think that's what would have helped him out. Um, yeah, I know he had you know not not a lot of reps practice wise, but I think that would have helped him. And as far as um, you know, what we can do moving forward, um, again, I got to go back to the coaching thing. I'm just. I just think it's a weakness. I mean, we can't have been fixed from week to week. You know, we keep hearing excuses, excuses. It's you know, we want execution, not excuses. So um, I got to put it on the coaching staff. McDaniel's just not cutting it for me. I mean, two years he's been in, you know, coaching this team, and we really have gone backwards. Um, you know, we were a playoff team, and now we're basically a bottom feeder. So, uh, you know, I hate to call for somebody's job but I, I just don't think this is this situation with him is working out and it's just he's a good uh, offensive winner but he can't manage both maybe if he gives up some play call and let someone else play call and he manages the game you know then maybe we'll see some difference but he can't do both because he's making too many critical mistakes and you know that thing that uh, touched down with Adams that should have been challenged I know we scored on the next play but you know stuff like that you know, the game goes by so quick, and you got to be ready for every aspect of it. So maybe giving up play calling would help. But uh, we'll take it from there. Hopefully we can improve. Thanks for taking the call, Q. All right, thanks for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good stuff, right? And, and I can understand the frustration. I feel the frustration. I get it, right? And, again, I, all I ask is that you be patient. I mean, not patient. You be um, fair. When, you know, if you're critical of the coaches or, or players, and I think that that's very fair. I don't think that Coach McDaniels has proven that he's, you know, a, a quality head coach yet, you know, since he's been a head coach in the league. And that's not me being overcritical. That's just the evidence is out there. So he's got to figure out a way to turn that thing around. And I think that everyone wants to see this Raiders team win. At the end of the day, that's all everyone wants to see is this team win. So I would love for him to get this thing turned around and start winning and start showing why. You know, MD made the commitment to him and Dave Ziegler and company to be that guy. I think that that's a, I think that's fair and honest assessment, and that's 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 okay. Uh, you know, when everything starts getting personal, it's a different different ball game. But that's that's a fair assessment as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's go out to B more and talk to our guys. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Just kidding. Uh, ABA Ivan Davis, you're up. All right, never mind. What about Sean Baltimore? He ain't listening. Call. Uh, that's what I said. I said ABA Evan Davis. You said he hung up. Yeah. Hello. ABA Evan Davis. What's going on? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, okay. Thought you was going to hang up. Uh, I'm gonna be real quick. Okay. Keys uh, to the game. 
don't to either get right. I'm just going to make it simple that that covers absolutely everything and everybody on the team. Don't be the get right game no more. Teams are coming in like, okay, we struggling, but man, we got the get right game here with the Raiders. Okay, and and, and that, that that means to have some freaking pride. Okay, and be disciplined. I mean, I haven't seen that bad a football in a long time. Okay, and you know, I'm getting tired of 49er posts on my page, and and and, and McDumb, you know what, and all kind of and all kind of stuff, and the, the crying emojis. I, that's what I that's what I have to deal with after a Raider loss. But you know, I'm tough. I can take that. But welcome to my world, brother. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't be the get right game. That covers everything. Okay, offense, defense, but have some pride. Go out there, pretend like you were the '70s Raiders, and just go punish somebody after a loss. I mean, do it correctly, of course, because the rules have changed. But, uh, right. <laughs> but punish, them, uh, punish these guys and let them know that this is the wrong – you're in the wrong town on this day. That's all I got to say, Q. Thanks, man. All right. Good call, good call. Appreciate you. And, yeah, I think Jerry Tillery thought he was part of the 70 Raiders and went out there and and gave uh, Justin Herbert the business knowing that that wasn't good. That was just – Again, that was such a bad penalty. So, so bad. Okay, let's take a break. 421 is the time. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. And off Lester. Lester straight ahead to the 19-18. Breaks two tackles. He's at the 10-5. Touchdown, Donovan Lester. Oh, my goodness. The Rebels have been breaking tackles all afternoon. Lester the latest to punch it in. And that's the way you respond to chippy stuff after the whistle. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Inside the Underground Lounge is where we're at. Apparently, we're really underground. Sometimes that happens. Every once in a while, we get as far underground as we can, and, yeah, things don't really go the way that we expected it to. But we are back still like we do every single Monday, Monday Night Football. The Seahawks and the Giants will be kicking off in a little while, and so you have plenty of time to come on down here, check out one of these many screens, get some great food, get some drink specials, do what you got to do. We've got prizes here, including T-shirts, cups, koozies, tickets. We've got everything you need right here on our table. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up. Vice Raiders made his way here, so you know it's a party. All you got to do is come on by and say what's up to get hooked up. So i uh, got a little bit of time left in the show. We've taken a lot of calls, got a lot of texts that I want to get to. Also got some sound that I want to get to from uh, Mad Max Crosby. Uh, let's see, we got one text here that I wanted to make sure I got into, got in real quick. This is from Nick out of the Valley of the Sun. He said, what up, Q? Haven't chimed in in a while, but had to because that dude's hilarious. <laughs> You've always been 100% with Raider Nation, always been objective, even after being hardcore Raider Nation. As far as this team this year, it's really not hard. It's, it's really hard to start to not start pointing the finger at the coaching staff. I know bow-handed plays and penalties are on the players, but I just don't see the coaching staff getting all up in these guys' faces. At least show some fire like Robert Sala did last night and cuss out the rest when some BS calls are called. You're the man, Q. Keep up the great work. Haters always going to hate. That's from Nick out of the Valley of the Sun. And, yeah, as far as the team, man, 
Like, I, I would like to see some more emotion. I know every coach is not the same, is not fiery like that. I always appreciate the fired-up guys. Like, those guys are the ones that I kind of gravitate to the most. I just – you always know how they feel at all times, <laughs> right, good or bad, right? And that's how even Gruden was when he first uh, was the head coach of the Silver and Black. He would always get angry. That's how the whole Chucky thing came about. I, I like those guys, but I understand that everyone doesn't operate like that, and sometimes guys that get fired up like that don't make good decisions. So everyone's got to be who they are, but – Something's got to give, man. With the undisciplined, everyone knows that they're undisciplined. Um, you know, they've got to do something about it. Uh, there's been a lot of different people called in and chimed in on solutions that they could have as far as, you know, like the Jerry Tillery uh, incident, like what, what needs to happen. But at the end of the day, until, until the staff actually makes it a point, then there's really nothing that's going to change. Now, one guy that you don't have to criticize at all is Mad Max Crosby. He gives everything he's got. He had two sacks on the day, should have had three. Uh, one was wiped away by that David Long uh, penalty that he had on being offsides. Uh, but he's always getting after the quarterback. Uh, he was around Justin Herbert. Hell, it was his face mask that Justin Herbert got his finger caught in uh, after he threw that interception to Trayvon Merrick, something that Justin Herbert had no business doing get up out of there. Like, I respect the fact that he wanted to get after it and, and try to get to the, the, the ball carry and Merrick, but, man, he's too valuable to the team to get hurt, and he ended up getting his finger stuck in Mad Max Crosby's uh, helmet. But uh, here's Max after the game. He caught up with uh, Amber Theo Harris and uh, Eric Allen and James Jones. They do a fantastic show following the games uh, for Raiders.com, and this is uh, just a couple minutes of conversation with Mad Max Crosby. Joining us now is Max Crosby, who has yet another great performance. But, Max, to walk away from a second game in a row where you guys were down, you fight back, get in a position to win the game with less than three minutes, how frustrating it is to walk away where there's one or two mistakes that would change the the outcome of this game? Yeah, it's obviously you hate it you know it sucks uh every single opportunity you come out here you got to be ready to go and that's not just for the second half the last couple minutes it's got to be from start to finish and that's on everybody so yeah we gotta you know we're in a solution-based business we gotta get everybody in the film room and you know get this rolling max i know um you guys are, i know you guys are tired of saying man we almost there you know we this close yeah you know just just mentally right now man what's the mental state of you and the team just you know always being so close and not really finding a way to get it done um you know personally i've this game is my life you know i put everything into it and you play to win and uh obviously it's it makes it harder when you're losing but um you know for me i i'm trying to be the best player in, in the league and i try to get these guys on you know with me um to elevate themselves as well and i feel like i are buying in you know obviously it sucks we keep saying the same thing over and over and over but uh it, it really comes down to all of us we got to improve everybody's got to look in the mirror everyone's got to watch the film and we got to find a ways you know to win these close games max you see the guys are buying in there's some good things out there from the defense today uh, did an outstanding job i think against a really great quarterback uh what are some of the things you loved today yeah you know as far as the defense i feel like we are improving you know week by week uh we're doing you know a lot of things as far as communication um, um, playing more relentless, uh, doing our job at a high level, you know, more consistently. And that's really what it comes down to is who's going to do it, play in and play out and make the big plays, you know, when it matters. So uh, that's what we preach, you know, as a defense. You know, I feel like we definitely made some improvements, but uh, there's always room for improvement. We got to get better. And, uh, you know, the preparation starts now. Max, it really was a tale of two halves for this defense. Uh, you give up 13 first downs to the Chargers in the first half and only three in the second half. And if you take away that long ball at the end, and only 34 total yards you gave up in the second half. Is it a matter of just starting early 
in these games and not waiting till the second half to make those adjustments? Yeah, you know, I feel like it's complimentary football. You know, we got to offensively, we got to stay on the field um, and it, that helps out the defense and defensively it's the same thing. We got to get them off the field and it, it'll help our offense out. So it goes back and forth. You know, we got to play better as a unit um, in general and that's all three phases. So um, we got to, like I said, we got to, we could complain about it, but it's about solutions. We got to get in the, in the film room and find ways to improve and win. I love what Max Crosby did there. He uh, emphasized unit. We've got to be. We got to play better as a unit. And only reason I recognize that is because I do that all the time. <laughs> I emphasize certain words when I'm trying to get a special meaning across. And he's right. They've got to be play play better as a unit. And that's not defense and offense. That's the whole team. They've got to play together like a, a well-oiled machine. And they're just not doing that yet. Uh, you know, obviously he's the leader of that defense. They are getting better. You know, but again, they spotted the Chargers 24 points in the first half, and then all of a sudden they uh, they they were able to step up in the second half and give the Raiders a chance. But you know, at, at some point, they've got to be able to play a full four quarter game as well and eliminate the mistakes. If you just eliminate the mistakes, you give yourself a chance, and that's that's probably the biggest thing is that they don't eliminate the mistakes and the stupid penalties that nobody causes but themselves. You know, Amber had brought up that uh, that long pass from Herbert, um, and I forget who caught the pass. Uh, I want to s- I forget who it was. Palmer, I think. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, he um, that was such a push-off. That last catch at the end of the game that salt the game away, that was such a push-off. And the only reason I would even bring that up is because that same exact thing got called on Jacoby Myers early in the game. If you're going to call it, call it. But be consistent. Like, that's all I ever ask. Just be consistent. Like, Jacoby clearly pushed off, right? But with that being said, that was clearly a push-off at the end of the game as well. So if you're going to do it on one side, just be consistent on the other side. That's the only thing that I say. That, that was a, a bad call, you know, and I don't blame the officials for the Raiders losing. They had plenty of chances to win the game. But, you know, the Devontae tech touch, touchdown catch that wasn't called a catch. I, and I said this at, while the game was going on. There's just no accountability for these officials anymore. And it feels like it's in all sports, not just exclusive to football, not just Raider games. But it feels like Major League Baseball in, you know, basketball, you know, just everything. NFL, it just feels like there's no accountability where these officials can make any call they want. Like, for example, Justin Herbert threw that ball and Quentin Johnston caught it clearly and they called it incomplete. I mean, sitting at the house, I'm like, that was a catch. That was clearly a catch. There's no doubt. And they went back and were like, oh, after review, it was a catch. Well, no kidding. No kidding. It was right there. So you just heard from Max Crosby. He uh, had a message that he wanted to send to Raider Nation following the game. Matter of fact, I feel like they were on their way to the airport, and he was on the bus when he put out this Instagram message that eventually ended up on my Twitter. And you know, I don't think that my email popped in on this one, but my email popped up in the other uh, soundbite. But anyway, uh, here's Max Crosby following the game with a message to Raider Nation. Nation, what's up, man? Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Love and support means the world, man. Y'all packed out in L.A. Y'all deserve better. Simple as that. We got to improve. We got to find ways to win these games. Simple as that. There's no ex- no explanations, no excuses. We got to keep getting better. Simple as that. I love y'all. I'm going to give y'all everything I got every single time I'm out there. You already know that. I appreciate y'all, man. All the love and support it means the world, man. Go Raiders. Max Crosby following the game. Like I said, they were on the, the bus ride to the airport uh, to head back to Vegas, and he just put that message out. And that's not the first time that he sent messages out, either video or a tweet or whatever the case may be. I mean, when you say and, he, and he talk about a guy that's through and through a Raider, that is him right there. Max Crosby is that dude. What do they say? Uh, I am him? Yeah, he is him. 
He is that dude. That is who Max Crosby is to a T. He is a Raider, and he wants nothing more than to have the Raiders win that game. Uh, Jim from Yonkers said, what's going on with rookie from Alabama, Byron Young? Thank you. Um, I don't remember. I know he was – wasn't he inactive? I think he was inactive on, on Sunday. Uh, he, has, he has some injury. I remember him popping up on the injury report. He hasn't been right all season. He really hasn't. I don't remember exactly what the injury is, but he, uh, he, he hasn't been right all season, unfortunately. Also, Jim from Yonkers said, I feel like we've regressed. Our quarterbacks are going to get our receivers like yesterday killed like yesterday we had a franchise quarterback we had nine years to find the next one look at green bay they have the next guy in the building already we gave up 24 points in the first half due to field position after the fumbles thanks for a great show that's from jim and yonkers again and yeah i mean that's why i felt like a couple years ago it was time to start looking for the new guy while you had Derek carr in place because you felt like he could win you games and he could do some really good things and i still to this day believe that Derek carr could win the raiders games i'm not that guy that Blame Derek Carr for the season, regardless of what some people think. I wasn't that guy. I think that the, that he could win games. Obviously, they've moved on from him, so fine. Everyone moves on. He's in New Orleans doing his thing, and the Raiders now have Jimmy G and Aiden O'Connell, and maybe that's who they ride with. Maybe they go back into the draft next year and dip in and get someone else. I don't know. Um, you know, But I thought a couple years ago that it would have made sense for them to start drafting a guy and groom him and get ready so when it, the day does come for Derek Carr to get moved on from, they have a guy that they feel comfortable in place. Problem is, the staffs turn over. And so when the staffs turn over, what was good for one staff may not be good for the other staff. That's the biggest problem. Right? In Green Bay, they don't have turnover that often. They really don't. So they can get a guy and groom a guy and have him there, have him ready to go. So that's, that's the biggest problem. If you're going to have turnover at your, at your head coaching spot and your front office spot, then you're probably not going to agree on who that next guy is regardless. So you've got to have consistency when it comes to the front office and, and the coaching spot, and the Raiders just haven't had that. They've tried to have it, and that's why I thought back then it was a good idea when Gruden was the coach because I didn't think he was going anywhere. I thought it was going to take some kind of crazy act of God or some crazy weird scenario to pop up to remove him from the head coaching position. Oh, wait, that's what happened. A crazy, weird scenario that nobody saw coming removed him from that head coaching position. So, you know, there's not really you don't you, you can't see that coming. You can't forecast that, right? No matter how good you are as a weatherman, you can't forecast that coming. And that happened. Uh, let's go to Robert in Portland. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, dude? Hey, Q. Uh, I tried uh, getting through to you on Friday, but uh, the deal is since that Ram loss, remember down in L.A. last year? Yep. Um, Mayfield brought them back. If you really think about it, they've figured out a lot of different ways to lose these uh, <laughs> yeah. four, those five games ending that season and the four here. But I really didn't have them winning more than maybe nine games. I mean, we can get all upset. But remember when you asked all of us to predict how many wins they were going to have and the fact they were yep. starting off three out of four road games? I mean, yep. You can get all upset and everything, but this is all going to come out in the wash. I think that we're seeing McDaniels. He knows his butt's on the line. It's probably Ziggler's, too. It's just the way it is in the NFL. I mean, last night we saw the, the Jets play their hearts out, and then a couple calls late in that fourth quarter. Uh, once again, the rewards Andy and Mahomes. That's something that happens to the Raiders all the time against the Chiefs. 
I am getting sick of the, these refs, if anything, but I'm not going to blame the refs on, on that game yesterday, it, it, even though they made some uh, touchy-feely calls on the Raiders. I just think that McDaniels has to stop this uh, cavalcade of mistakes that they always seem to make at just the wrong time. That's the thing that he's, he's going to either go down with that or he's going to turn it around. It's as simple as that. But I had him all. I had him with only eight wins, maybe nine, and you did too, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yep, I did. And thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. And their schedule is tough. We know that. Three out of the first four on the road is very tough. Uh, we know that. With that being said, those games were winnable, right? Steelers was winnable. Yesterday was winnable, right? The only game that they got blown out in is Buffalo. That's the only game that they didn't have a chance in. The rest of the games they definitely did, and. Unfortunately, they came up short. You know, with that being said, they're going to have to figure out a way to put all that behind them, you know, button up their bootstraps, whatever that saying is, and go and do what they got to do, right? Go out there and handle your business, right? If that's Aiden O'Connell, it's Aiden O'Connell. If it's Jimmy G, it's Jimmy G. I don't care. Somebody's got to figure out a way to stop the bleeding, right? Right now, the Raiders are hemorrhaging, and they've got to be able to cut that off. You know, I don't care if you got to get your T-shirt and, and, and wrap it around the wound and tighten it up. Like, something's got to stop the bleeding. Green Bay's coming to town. Their offensive line is shaky at best. Well, the Raiders is too. I don't know what the Raiders could do between now and Monday that's going to shore up that offensive line. I don't. I have no idea. Right? Jermaine Illuminar will take it personal when you say that he's not really a very good right tackle. But the truth of the matter is he's not a very good right tackle. <laughs> that's just, just kind of what it is. Van Roten... I uh, thought he was supposed to be, uh, you know, better at that guard position than Alex Bars, but like Lincoln Kennedy tells us all the time, he plays too high. So that's something that Lincoln's seeing on film, so he's calling it. Others are seeing it on film, so they're calling it. Now, did the coaching staff see it and say, "Hey, this is what we the adjustments we need to make"? That that remains to be seen. They have an extra day to prepare for this game, so we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out, but. It's 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 a it's tough sledding right now. When you're on a three game losing streak, it makes everything you do seem that much worse, right? I mean, it's just it's just that simple. Everything you do just seems like it's that uh, that much worse when you're riding a three game losing streak. Uh, got one more text from the 707. I'm not mad at Tillery. Yeah, it was absolutely a hard personal foul, but I didn't find it worthy of getting the boot from the game. There wasn't much helmet contact. He didn't fall with all his weight on top of him. It happened. It happened after Herbert. Already got the first down. It definitely sent a message. I'm not mad at him. Again, it's from the 707. And what what it sounded like from Coach McDaniels is that New York said that he got hit in the head. That's that's what that's what it sounds like, at least from what Coach McDaniels' ex- explanation was. I thought if uh, if he was going to get ejected, and I don't I don't agree with the you know the hit out out of bounds. I thought that was dumb. Uh, but if he's going to do that, the penalty was was warranted. If he's going to get ejected. Then when they decided that they were going to pick up Hunter Renfro and kind of body slam him, that probably was the same thing, right? That looked like a WWE move <laughs> at the very least. But they all they got was a 15-yard penalty. So you know if you're gonna again if you're gonna do something with one player, be just just be consistent. That's all I think is 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 fair. Is just being consistent on both sides of the ball, one team or the other team. It's fine. If you're gonna call a push off, call a push off. Call it on both sides. Just be consistent. That's all I'm asking for. So uh, really good stuff, really good feedback. Thanks so much for that. I do appreciate you. Uh, the Giants and uh, and the Seattle Seahawks are coming up in just a little while. We're here at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge. There's plenty of TVs to check out the action on. Found out Saquon Barkley is not going to be playing tonight for the Giants. Not a big surprise, but uh, there you go. 
So it'll be the Matt Breida show and, and whoever else they put in the backfield. Uh, but the Giants are looking for some some wins, and the, and the Seahawks are trying to ride their winning streak that they're on right now. So we'll see what happens in a little while as far as that game goes, wrapping up week four of the NFL season. 4.43 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, uh, wrap up the show here from the Underground Lounge with Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live inside the Oya Hotel and Casino. Here's your boy Q. Now we're inside the Underground Lounge, the Oyo Hotel and Casino is where we're at. Uh, Monday Night Football, the Seahawks and the Giants are going to be uh, on these screens in a matter of minutes. Jamal Adams, safety Jamal Adams is going to be back in action for the first time in what seems like forever, like 385-something days. He has not been active. He will be active tonight for the Seattle Seahawks. As we close out the show today, uh, definitely want to get some sound in from head coach Joshua Daniels as we met with him earlier today uh, at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. We'll just start off with his opening thoughts on the Chargers' loss. As we talked about after the game, I mean, after watching the film, you know, opportunities uh, there, uh, need to take advantage of them. Obviously, the biggest thing we have to do is stop, you know, contributing to losing with uh, mistakes that we have control over. And most of those center around turnovers and penalties. And so, um, you know. We'll, we'll keep working at both areas to try to uh, play a turnover-free game, a penalty-free game. Um, when we do that, I think the result will um, be a lot, lot more favorable for us. So, um, you know, we're going to address those things again and continue to, to harp on them. Um, thought the thought the kicking game. Thought we made some uh, really solid plays in the kicking game. Had some. Things that we have been working on, got a decent return on the kickoff return from DeAndre, got really good punting from AJ, uh, some good coverage. I uh, thought we were physical in terms of some of the coverage guys. Um, you know, Kanai Malga showed up big time yesterday in terms of his coverage. Uh, so there was a lot, you know, in the kicking game that I felt like we made some progress in. Um, you know, put him back there a number of times relative to the field position uh, part of the game. Um, defensively, you know, I thought we we talked about this yesterday after the game. You know, we missed a handful of tackles that ended up in some extra yards. Um, that <clears throat> you know, if we can get those guys to the ground, otherwise, you know, we would have. I, I think we would have stopped them a few other times as well. Um, but they really, I thought they really got a handle on how the game was being played defensively as it went on. Um, played physical. Um, again, take away a few of the missed tackles, and I thought we really tried to kind of contain this group as best we could. I um, mean, it's a really obviously really good quarterback and a good offense, and um, to hold them where we did and give ourselves an opportunity, I give our defense a lot of credit. And, um, you know, as we talked yesterday, I thought Aiden, you know, the game was a, a hair quick for him early. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't do a good enough job of, of protecting, you know, early in the game and then obviously tried to make some adjustments there. He got a little bit more comfortable in the second half and, um, you know, made some decent plays, but ultimately not enough to win. And, um, you know, we all have to do a better job. So uh, that's what we're going to focus on this week. So that was just the opening statement right there from head coach Joshua Daniels as he met with us earlier today. You hear him talking about Aiden O'Connell. I asked him immediately after that, is Aiden done enough to you know earn more playing time or is it going to be the Jimmy G show once he's healthy? And he did say it's the Jimmy G show once he's healthy. Not those, not those words, those are my words. But that's basically what he meant. As long as Jimmy passes the concussion protocol, he'll be the starting quarterback for the silver and black. But how about the penalties? 
Way too many penalties, especially ones that just are no reason to even have these penalties. So here's Coach McDaniels talking about the penalties that the Raiders had versus the Chargers. Not really. Um, I mean, you saw them. I mean, it wasn't like we. It was. It wasn't like it was seven offsides penalties or seven offensive holding penalties or anything like that. You know, the the Tillery play. Like I said, it was. It was one step onto the white. You know, so um, you know that is what it is. Um, you know, the the Myers play was, you know, was a tight coverage play. There was a couple guys back there. I thought he made a really good play on the ball, but, you know, they called some contact there uh, in that situation. Um, the Spillane, you know, on the interception, you know, that was kind of a, uh, again, we understand the rule. I think all our guys do that, you know, and try to, it's the force, you know, it's the force that you do it with that creates the, the contact. So, um, you know, it wasn't one penalty that kept showing up. And, you know, we just, again, the best thing we can do is keep educating, keep coaching it, keep talking about it. I think our guys, they want to play penalty-free. They don't want to go out there. They're not trying to commit penalties. I know that. So um, we just got to make better decisions in certain situations. And, you know, there's going to be a few every week where it might be a bang-bang play and you're you're trying to do the right thing, but, you know, you get called and, um, I understand those, so we'll, we'll continue to coach off of what we saw. So there's Coach McDaniels basically addressing the penalties and the issues that it was uh, having the team get going and uh, headed in the right direction throughout the course of the game. The penalties kept setting them back. Real quick, I wanted to let you hear what he had to say about Josh Jacobs, and the first one is just about his performance and him rounding it into shape and being the Josh Jacobs that we all remember from last season. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's – He's a he is who he is, you know, and so, um, you know, however he gets the ball, it's a good play for us, you know, in terms of giving him an opportunity. So um, Aiden found him a number of times in the passing game. Um, you know, I thought he ran hard, made some really good runs, you know, in critical situations, the touchdown on fourth and one. Um, you know, had some other really uh, good solid runs in between the tackles too. So, um, you know, the more we can give him the ball, the more we can get him started uh, in space, uh, the better the better we are. So, um, you know, I thought he did a great job. So I followed up that question with what he had to say uh, in the locker room about he's tired of losing and is that the right mentality for the rest of the team to take kind of follow what Josh Jacobs is doing? I think everybody's feeling that. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody really cares about individual statistics right now. Uh, there's one statistic we care about now, and uh, we got to do more things. Um, again, we've talked about this a lot, you know, until you can stop from losing, it's hard to win, you know. And so the things that contributed to losing, we got to stop, you know, doing them, you know, and, and taking care of the football offensively, penalties, you know, in any phase of the game. We just – uh, we have to play a cleaner version of football, and if we do, I think the formula will be there, you know, and, and things will seem like they're a little easier for us. Not easy in terms of who we're playing, but, you know, we make the game hard sometimes, you know, second and 20 and third and long and uh, those kind of things, you know, just giving free yards to the opponent, um, you know, and then, you know, putting the defense in bad positions, you know, turning the ball over in our own end and having to play sudden change defense too many times this season. So, um, again, that's going to be the goal, you know, to, to not turn the ball over and to, to try to play as penalty-free as we can and see if that formula doesn't result in um, the game seeming a little simpler than what it seems right now. So there it is. There it was. That's going to do it for us from the Underground Lounge here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, our every single Monday night spot. For Ari in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, I'm Q Myers. We'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same bat channel, 2 to 5 p.m., Radio Nation Radio, 920. Have a great night. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.